This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. When I was in the market for a deer rifle several years ago, in fact, in high school, there was a big debate over whether to go with a 270 or a 30 6 Proponents of the .06 said that it packed more wallop. A 30 caliber bullet is larger than a 277 inch diameter caliber bullet, which actually a 270 is a 277. Proponents of the 270 argued that with a lighter bullet and a muzzle velocity of about 3,000 feet per second, it was the better option. It was flatter shooting. Dave, you and I never had heated arguments over this, but I think we made different choices, right? So what did you choose, Dave? Well, I selected a 270. Uh, to be honest, I probably wasn't very sophisticated, but I did like the flatter shooting yeah. uh, qualities of the of the rifle. Yep. I ended up shooting one deer with it, and my dad has used it the rest of his life and has probably shot 20 since then. So, wow. um, yeah. It worked for him. Yeah, it's worked yeah. for me. So. I went with a 30-06. I actually bought a, found a pre-64 Model 70 Winchester and hunted with that for a while. And then I, uh, I, I sold it just due to financial issues in graduate school. But eventually I did a compromise. I got a 280 Remington 7mm Express, which is kind of between the two. But yeah, I, I went with the bigger caliber initially, the .06, because I knew that it, it uh, you know, was just a little bit beefier. It's interesting. You and I don't don't big game hunt anymore oh boy i miss that a lot that's just one thing that's i i just haven't been able to do since i've moved back to uh the, the midwest you know a lot of it's uh time and some of it's money um yeah it's well, just easier just, to go out west and and to fly fish yeah and, you just can't do everything no, i'm going you, you back can't. to north dakota in a couple of weeks to hunt with my dad and we go back every year to hunt mm -hmm. upland game and geese but i've in recent years i've been also going back and just you know, helping him hunt deer. So I help him scout yeah. and, you know, we do a lot of eating yep. and sitting and laughing. And yeah. But he's used that 270 mm -hmm. to great success through the years. Well, lest you think that this podcast is two guys and a rifle. See what I did there, <laughs> Dave? There's a similar debate among fly fishers, and that has to do with uh, what is the best all-around size fly rod for trout fishing? And that debate can get heated, and like the rifle debate, you have to admit that, that others who have a different opinion still make effective casts, and, and they land fish. Uh, if you're a veteran fly fisher, you already know the debate. We're not trying to change your mind. You may know more about... Or uh, add anything new to the conversation. Yeah, you may know more yeah, about yeah. this than we do. But if you're new to the sport and you're looking to invest some serious money in, in a fly rod, maybe one fly rod that's going to be kind of your all-around fly rod, you're, you're going to have to decide what size fly rod is best for you. Now, I want to issue a disclaimer here. Uh, like a golfer uses more than one golf club, uh, great analogy since Dave and I are <laughs> terrible golfers yeah. and we hate golf. <laughs> <laughs> But like a good golfer, uh, actually, uh, <clears throat> actually have a friend who won the U.S. Open. Uh, no. Yeah, you remember Steve Jones? Oh, yeah, 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, I think he, he might have won some more majors, but 
He loved to fly fish more than I think sometimes than he loved to golf. But. I would probably make more money if I golfed. I have clients that golf. Oh man! And they never invite me because they know you know I'm not yeah. going golfing with you. If you want to go, I'll take you fly fishing, but yeah. I'm not going golfing with you. If you golf like me, you would probably <laughs> lose business. I'd yeah. say if this guy golf's that bad. Anyway, I'm really digressing on, the, but this is this is a, another illustration. If you were wondering, okay, so if you're a golfer, you're gonna have. Uh, uh, you know, a, a bag full of irons. You can have a two, a three, a four, a five, a six. You can have all these different irons. Hey, we understand that just like a golfer uses more than one club, a fly fisher may have uh, multiple rods. You may want a lighter, smaller one for small flies and spring creeks. Maybe you want a larger fly rod for a longer cast, bigger fish. You know, we get that. We'll, we'll, we'll work that into the conversation. But what we're thinking about, okay, if, you, if you're starting out, you only have one all-around go-to rod. And, and honestly, even for us, what is that rod that we're going to use 60 to 70% of the time? Uh, what's that going to be? And what we're going to do is to consider two issues here, length and weight. Uh, we did a podcast a while ago. I think it was in our second season on... Uh, you know, what, what to look for when you're choosing a new fly rod. We covered some other topics that we're not going to hit today. Uh, we want to drill down specifically into length and weight. So uh, let's talk about length. Dave, where do we even start thinking about that for just all-around purposes? Well, in general, most would agree that it's probably an 8.5 or 9-foot eight, eight rod are the two general sizes. Again, it depends on what you're fishing. For those who have multiple rods, you may even have a seven and a half foot or an eight foot. I mean, there's, you may have a 10 foot if you're fishing larger fish. But I, for years, fished an eight and a, eight and a half foot five weight. I don't know if you okay. remember. Yeah, oh yeah, um, I do. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I fished that for years and years and years. And I, then I outfished you so badly. You, no. <laughs> I had, man, I got to get a different rod because that's the problem. If that were only true. So but, today, though, yeah. I fish a nine foot. And that's because through the years, we've been in Colorado and Montana and uh, on those little bit bigger rivers. And so I've wanted that nine foot as a good general all around rod. Now, I I have other rods, right? but that one is the one I use most often. So for somebody who's brand new to this, what's the difference between a shorter rod and a longer rod in general as far as their performance? If you're going to use a shorter rod, that's probably better for tighter conditions with more obstacles. Like those, some of those small streams yes. that we fish in the woods and, and the driftless. Yeah. I know in the east, when you talk to people who fish back east, you don't have a lot of room for your back casts. You're doing right. this, even these, have you heard of that bow and arrow cast? I think mm -hmm. Gary Borger talks yeah. about that, where you hold the hook. I've used uh, that a few it. times. Every time I'm worried that I'm going to hook my finger. Yeah, or your face as it's going by you've or gotta something. You've got to get, you you got to pinch that thing right in at the bend of the hook behind the barb or your toast. Yeah. So you're not going to want a nine foot rod if you're fishing yeah. these really tiny streams for sure. smaller brook trout obviously and, and so. don't they generate a little higher line speed because they're lighter I, I guess it's like swinging a 30 ounce baseball bat versus a 36 ounce baseball bat i, I think that's probably true i guess i've never even thought about that yeah that's it's that's probably more what, accurate yeah and it does it does feel lighter it's it's got that lightweight if, if you like the, the lightweight and i've i've enjoyed catching you know, 18 inch fish on a on an eight and a half four weight. Uh, we'll we'll talk about weight in a minute, but 
a shorter and a lighter weight rod. Uh, you know, and, I, and I still enjoy an 18-inch fish on a 9-foot 6-weight, but, but it is kind of cool. It feels like you've got something even bigger. So what do longer rods do well? You know, longer fly rods seem to be better for longer casts, just the way they handle your line for mending. Again, you're, you're flipping your line over, and just having that extra 6 inches of, of length or, or 8 inches or, or foot, depending on... You know what what your your options might be when you're going to buy a fly rod. Just having that additional length does uh, make it a little bit easier to flip over that line on your mend. Or the same thing on a roll cast. So if your uh, line is is out there in the water, instead of pulling it all the way back, it's kind of like you flip it around. You draw the letter C uh, really quickly, and it kind of picks it up off the water. Well, having that extra length uh, just makes that line. Uh, kind of snap to it a little bit more quickly. Now, I, I've some would claim that a, a shorter rod is is more accurate. I don't doubt them, but this is where I run up against my limitations. I I don't find that I cast more accurately with a an eight and a half rod versus a, a nine foot rod. It's uh, right. it's just super precise either way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, thanks for laughing, that yeah. hurt. Yeah. I do like the longer rod for well, fishing some of those high mountain lakes, especially for the longer casts. Uh, if you're standing above the timber line and there's not a yeah. lot for your back mm-hmm. cast, so you're, you're really, I, I, for example, fishing Harrison Flats up in, in Colorado in the collegiate uh, wilderness. Man, literally, there's just, the world is your oyster in terms of your back cast. There's nothing to yeah. catch the back cast, mm-hmm. and so... Having these longer rods gets a lot more distance on it. Now, yeah. it's kind of a myth, too, that you need more distance when you're fly fishing a lake, right? This idea, if I get it out there farther, I'm yeah. catch more fish. But if yeah, you well, are they're looking, all cruising the bank. Yeah, they're it. all cruising the bank, yeah, within four feet of the, uh, you know, of the of, of where you're standing. But yeah. I do like it for, for these high mountain lakes, the longer yeah. rod, just to get, you know, more distance. It does. Remember, we were going to fish a, a lake last fall in Yellowstone National Park, and the guy we were going to fish with, uh, was going to have us use 10-foot rods just yeah. to get the cast out there, just to haul out there further. You know, what we want to do, though, at this point is we're going to defer to our friend Dave Cumling, who is uh, head of TU's Aquatic Nuisance Species Program, uh, a longtime fly shop owner in Bozeman, Montana. I actually saw this uh, interview with Dave online, and this is this is what he said. I'm going to go ahead and read this. He says, having sold fly rods for over 25 years, it is a question I was often asked. You know, that, that is, what, what's the best size fly rod for me when I go fish for trout? Dave says, my response is that from a fishing and casting standpoint, I don't think there is that much difference between the 8.5 and, and 9 feet. To me, the key decision is the choice of line weight, and we'll get to that in a minute. Choosing the line weight appropriate for the size of flies one fishes, the average size of fish one is pursuing, and the conditions under which one fishes, that is, lots of wind, long casts with big flies in big water, or smaller flies under more delicate conditions, Dave says, to me, that is the most important choice. I suppose the physicist could calculate the advantages of six more inches, but I can't say that I've ever really attached that much significance to the difference. I've always told folks to cast the rods they were considering buying, 
and to purchase the one that felt the best to them and which best seemed to fit the fishing they most often liked to do. In other words, if a customer owned a drift boat and liked to float our big Montana rivers like the Madison and the Yellowstone, throwing larger dries, nymphs, and streamers, I generally recommend the nine to nine and a half foot rods. If the angler did a lot of wade fishing and liked fishing the smaller streams, I generally recommend the eight to eight and a half footers. So th there you have it. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty well. That's I don't think we can say it better than Dave. No, and he's a guy who who does know the. He he's got the feel, the the touch for it that I simply don't have, and it, it's interesting to me when he says, "Hey, there's really not a lot of difference between an eight and a half and a nine. Then you say, "Well, okay, then." But did you notice he he did though he did make a distinction between, you know, larger or longer rods for you know bigger water bigger flies smaller and lots uh, of wind right yeah lots of wind yeah smaller rods for uh smaller streams smaller flies and we would say uh probably less wind so i have a video of of dave fishing uh the day that we fished uh that one creek together yeah. with him and just watching him nymph fish i mean i i swear within like four minutes he had caught two fish. I mean, he's just such a master. Yeah, he's uh, really good. He's so awesome. Yeah, he's he just a good. great fly fisher. So that's rod length. Now we'll come back at, at the end and maybe kind of share our, our favorite, you know, our choices. But let's talk about weight. So five weight or six weight. Uh, Kirk Dieter, who's written stuff for, I think, either Field and Stream or Outdoor Life. And I'm sure he would appreciate it if we got it right. I think it's Field and Stream. I think it was Field and Stream. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, he recently posed a question which took me by surprise. And this was on a Trout Unlimited blog post. And I actually uh, wrote an article on our, on our twoguysinriver.com website about this. But he asked the question, will the five weight always rule trout fishing? That was surprising to you. That really surprised me. I mean, I thought, you know, I, I get these mailings from TU. I'm a, I'm a member. We're both members of Trout Unlimited. And if, if you like fly fishing, we'd really encourage you to do the same. A really good conservation organization. One of the things that they do is, is occasionally they will offer a really nice sage or Winston rod or Scott rod for a, a lifetime membership. So you pay $1,000 and you get a rod that's... Uh, you know that's probably pushing that you know eight nine hundred bucks and and they're always offering five weights and uh silly me i thought they did that because these were the leftovers that everybody wanted a six weight but that's not the case turns out that the five weight is, is the, the most common most rod common rod wow now Dieter wonders if four weights might take over if technology can make them beefier if six weights might one day rule if they can get lighter but he says for now I just don't see the five weight ever being supplanted as the world's number one fly rod so what is it about five weights that people love so much well I think five weight lovers like Kirk Dieter argue that nothing he says compares to the five weight when it comes to throwing either an 18 blue wing olive dry fly or a size 10 woolly bugger and he's he's right about that there's mm -hmm. there's absolutely truth to that yeah you fish with so the much five flexibility weight for a while didn't you 
Yeah, I did. I, I did an eight and a half, five weight for years. I'm one who follows the reasoning of the late Tom Morgan. He was the owner of the Winston Rod Company from 1973 to 1991, and he preferred the six weight rod for handling wind, and uh, there's plenty of that in the West, and for making longer cast. Uh, he liked the delicacy of the five weight, but felt it was too delicate to be the right choice for an all-around rod, especially on the big rivers in Montana. And I've, I felt the same way as a as a non-expert. Uh, that that's kind of been my thing, and maybe that goes back to uh, even the way that I, I hunt. I've always liked a little bit beefier caliber, uh, but uh, that's th- that's kind of the main issue. But there is another issue, Dave, and that would be what? Well, it's multiple rods. Yeah. And you and I own multiple rods. I lost two rods last year, so I have less multiple rods. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I used to have multiple, multiple rods. But most of us have more than one rod, fly rod, and that's because we're fishing different size of streams. We're Mm -hmm. not going to be fishing. I'm not going to. I have a eight and a half, four weight that I use a lot, and I use that in the driftless a lot. I simply, though, struggle to throw those bigger woolly buggers with that. Yeah. And, but. It's clunky, it's isn't it? It's just clunky, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a little harder throw. Yeah. And and so that's why I like the nine foot six weight. And so I, I mm-hmm. my two, the two rods I use most often are a nine foot six weight and a eight and a half four weight. Yeah, generally, you're, you're not going to go with a size four, a size five, a size six, a size seven, a size eight. Unless, number one, you're incredibly wealthy, or number two, you are such an expert caster that you actually do a better job by going lighter or heavier in such small increments. I mean, typically, like Dave said, you're going to have, say, a four weight, you're going to have a six weight. Uh, I have a couple eight weight rods that I've used for uh, fly fishing uh, for salmon when they're they're running in the uh, Milwaukee River coming out of Lake Michigan or... If I was somewhere in Alaska, that that's what I would use. And actually, there's times where maybe even on the Missouri River, fishing for some of those big rainbows, where that would work out fine as well. But the point is, do you want to go? Let's say if you have three rods, do you want to go four, six, eight, or do you want to go a little lighter, three, five, or seven? So again, it's you know we understand that the more you fly fish, you're you're probably going to have a uh, you know, maybe a, a real lightweight rod and then a real heavy rod. But wh- where do you want that uh, mid, that kind of that all-around, yeah, rod? What do you want that to be? So do you remember when we fished with Dave Cumling once on, I think it was the East Gallatin, and we were fishing Trichos, and he yeah. had that seven-foot, seven. was it seven-and-a-half or seven-foot two-weight? Yeah, right. I think it was mm-hmm. a two-weight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and the fish were small. The flies were really small. We were right. fishing size mm-hmm. 20 Trichos, I think. Yeah. And I, I think he was just trying it out, but that's a specialty rod if there it is, is one. It is. That's a good point. The the, uh, the heavier or the lighter you go as you get to the edges, yeah, you're really getting into specialty rods. And honestly, I've caught, you know, I, I fished in spring creeks like Nelson Spring Creek in Paradise Valley, Montana, caught fish. I've... I've uh, I've done the same in the Driftless and some of those little streams using a nine foot six. Now I I will often switch to my eight and a half four weight. But if I was with one of my sons, I would you know I, w- I would typically give him the the rod that I thought fit the water best, and then I would 
I would use the the other. And if, if they were going lighter, so I'd have the nine foot six. I didn't, you know, that didn't bother me at all. And, and that's the point. You know, you want a rod that you can say, hey, you know, although it'd be kind of cool to have this uh, real specialty rod, I'm, I'm comfortable with my all-around rod for this heavier or this really lighter uh, fishing experience I'm going to have. So let me ask you this, Dave. So for uh, our one-size-fits-all choices, uh, what what's your favorite? It's hard for me to say because we fish two main areas. One's the Midwest and the other's the West. Mm-hmm. For the Midwest, it's the eight and a half four weight. And for the West, it's the nine foot six. But I think if I had to choose one rod, it'd mm-hmm. be the nine foot six weight. And I would yeah. say it's because of the wind and the longer mm-hmm. cast. Not that I can cast that long but or that far. Right. But it's for making longer casts and bigger rivers. And then you just yeah. make the adjustments in the smaller streams. It's a little harder fishing that bigger rod mm-hmm. on some of those small streams in the driftless. But I would say the nine foot six. What about you? You know, I'm I'm the same. I'm I'm kind of the nine foot six. And hey, by the way, when we talk about the weight, we're we're technically talking about the line weight. Now the rod is made to handle that particular weight of line but when you buy your fly line you're going to get you know if it's a five weight rod you will get five weight line now there are some guys who and especially those who are really precise and they'll hack uh, that yeah they they yeah they do and they they may get a nine foot six weight but they'll fish it with five weight line or or vice versa I'm just not that good. I'm not that precise to, to yeah, be able to do that. Not that sophisticated, yeah. But just so you know, that's a possibility. In fact, a few years ago, I know I've told this story before, I grabbed the wrong rod when I was headed to Colorado. Well, I, I took two fly rods, one for my son, the 9.6, and then I thought, well, I'll put in my 8.5 four weight because we were going to be fishing a lot of dries, even in the high mountain lakes. Well, uh Turns out that my eight and a half four weight, my nine foot eight weight, are in the same color rod tube. They're both Orvis rods. So I grabbed the nine foot eight weight, and I had my four weight line, and that's what I fished the whole week. <laughs> you know, it felt kind of clunky. This is big, stiff, heavy rod with this light line. You know what? I caught fish. It, it worked. Yeah, really? you, you can do it. So. Maybe that's why I would say at the end of the day, wouldn't you say go with Dave Kamaline's advice? Yeah, and that is simply cast the rod you're going to buy and go with one that feels best. Boy, that is a key. Cast the rod that you're going to buy. You know, if if you're dealing with a reputable fly shop, they're going to let you try out a couple rods if you're serious about buying one. If they don't, I would go to another fly shop. I remember my brother doing this a few years ago, and and I told him, you want a nine foot uh, six weight, and he ended up with an eight and a half foot six weight. He he just loved the way he said, when I got out and casted it, the eight and a half foot felt better, so all power to him. Now, I should add that he just got an an Orvis recently, a really high-end Orvis, and he went with a nine foot, so uh, he uh, wasn't it a five weight, nine foot. Five? Yeah, that's so right. He got a nine foot five weight. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's it. It's whatever combination works best for you. You you won't go wrong, uh, as long as you cast it first. Find out what fits you best. Yeah. There's a there's a tendency to overthink this. There is a yeah. big tendency, especially and so much of the fly fishing industry is for the sophisticated quote literati mm-hmm. of you know the new rods and all the nuances and 
80 to 90 percent of the fly fishers are not at that level and right. and there's a you know just go out find yeah. one that feels good for right. you fits the streams you're fishing most of the time and go catch fish yeah. i mean and the big problem is catching fish not your fly rod. that's right even those who are at that level disagree which tells you something right there yeah. Well, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. At the end of our podcast on how new fly fishers can improve their odds of success, we asked listeners to share some of the barriers they faced when they first got into fly fishing. And I love this response by Bob. Bob said, For me, the biggest barrier was getting past the steep learning curve. I mentioned earlier that I was hopeless when I first started out, and any fish I caught was pretty much an accident and they're done that yep. there are so many variables he says and when you start out you never know which ones to adjust i've gradually gone from pretty much expecting to get skunked to expecting to have a reasonable shot at a fish if conditions will halfway cooperate if you stick with it and learn from each outing you'll start seeing progress and build up a foundation of basic skills that you can then adapt to conditions I still stink, but I stink less when I'm at that point <laughs> where I at least know what I need to work on to get to the next plateau. When I started out, I knew I had to work on all of it, but I wasn't sure what all of it was. Wow. I love that last sentence. <laughs> I do too. That's Man, that great. Is, that is so true. Wow. When I started out, I knew I had to work on all of it, but wasn't sure what all of it was. Man, that's good. That is the new fly fisher's quandary, isn't it? You know, when he said this phrase, he said, I started out pretty much expecting to get skunked all the time to now reasonably thinking that I'll catch fish if the conditions are right. That's a huge journey. It really is. It really is. Yeah, so that, great, great insight and, and an encouragement. If you're a new fly fisher, you'll get to that place. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for today. What is the right size fly rod for you and why? Please go to twoguysinariver.com and comment on this podcast link. Tell us about your idea of an ideal fly rod size for all around fishing. You can find Two Guys in a River pretty much everywhere on the social platforms. We do publish one new episode each week on our website. Recently, we have received a lot of notes from you thanking you for the podcast, and many of you ask, what can you do? And we always say, just refer the podcast to your TU chapter, Fly Fishing Club, your son, your daughter, your friend, you know, your wife if she fly fishes, or your husband if he fly fishes. Second, you can talk to your local fly shop owner to see if they'd be willing to carry our book. We can give them the book at a, a reduced cost. And to make that happen, you can email us or reach out via the social media. And by the way, we would love for you to purchase the book on Amazon.com, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists. Life is short. Catch more fish. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Fly fishing.